I'm Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are Murd Nerds. Hey, Murd Nerds. If you are new here this week, uh, thank you for joining Alicia and I. We are a weekly true crime podcast. Uh, We cover unsolved, missing person cases, uh, whatever else strikes our fancy, whatever we think is odd, weird, whatever we want to talk about with you guys. Um, If you are a regular listener, welcome back. Um, What's up? Nothing. (laughs) What's up with you? Nothing. Jeremy, how What's you up, doing Jeremy? over there? I'm doing good over here. Hope you guys are doing good. That was quite the intro there. <laughs> yeah. This week's a really special episode. It is very special. Yes, it is special. Um, today we are going to, we're going to jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to revisit a case that I covered uh, way back at the beginning of the year. Um, it was episode 13 and um, we covered Amanda Bansiak. Bansiak. Vansock. I knew I was trying too hard. So that voice you hear is actually Amanda's sister, Audrey. Um, She reached out and she reached out to us here at Murder Nerds and just wanted to talk about uh, her sister. Give us some insight, probably some corrections, I'm sure. And um, yeah, just kind of give her side of the story. So um, hi. Hi, Audrey. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give a little overview really quick. Um, I'm sure everybody that's going to listen to this one will go back. I recommend going back and listening um, to episode 13. But Amanda was found um, in a rural area of Yankee Town by deer hunters on November 13th, 2001. Um, her body was wrapped in a rug and the area that she was found in was kind of a drug hotspot. Um, uh, her cause of death was strangulation. And as of today, there's still no arrests for her murder. Uh, she was killed when she was 18. So that's kind of a little synopsis of, of what happened. So, um, Audrey, we thank you so much for reaching out and contacting us and agreeing to do an interview with us. Um, we really appreciate that. That's a really cool thing. We do try to we try to interact with families a little bit and just make sure that, you know, we're being respectful. And so, you know, we appreciate you reaching out and saying, you know, giving us your time to, yes, to come on the show. Thank you. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little off my game today, so <laughs> you're going to have to bear with me here. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so again, Audrey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I currently live in Arizona. My family moved out here uh, when I was in high school and I've kind of bounced around since then, but I came back. Um, I currently teach in the department of corrections. So I teach GED to male inmates. Um, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. That's amazing. I adore my job. I really do. Um, I've got two little girls there. My little bundles are crazy. You might hear them. I apologize. (laughs) I've got a bunch of kids. I understand. Yeah. She's got a whole litter. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. That's got to be rewarding work. It really is. I enjoy it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we're just going to kind of jump into this. Um, I wanted to ask you how old you were when you found out about Amanda. 
being murdered? Um, so I was nine, I was in third grade. Um, my, so we never actually even knew that she was missing. Um, I know that whenever you guys went over it, Linda, her mom had said that they never reported it to the police. Well, they Mm -hmm. also didn't report it to us. Um, and so, yeah, we had no idea. And so I come home from school, um, with my other sister, Lindsay, and, uh, she was two years ahead of me. And, um, we just have, we lived rural Indiana. We had a really long driveway and there were just a bunch of cars at our house. And that was very weird. Cause like we're recluses. Um, <laughs> and so we get home and, uh, we recognize a bunch of people from church at our house and they're like cleaning and, you know, it was a little weird. My parents were sitting in the family room and they were like, you know, we need you guys to sit. We need to have a conversation. Um, and my dad was really quiet. Like he wouldn't really look at us. Um, it was kind of my mom who took charge of the conversation. Um, and again, my dad is Amanda's dad. Uh, my mom would be her stepmom. Um, and, uh, so they sat us down and they said that, uh, you know, the, the police found Mandy and, you know, of course, first reactions like, Oh, he found her. Like, I didn't even know she was missing. Like, where mm-hmm. was she? Um, but then, you know, you could tell she was still processing and she said that she had died. Um, and I remember it didn't really click for me. Like it didn't, it didn't seem real. Um, especially cause my dad wasn't really saying anything, but then like, I looked at my dad and my dad was crying, um, oh. but he still, he wasn't saying anything. Um, and my dad was like, Mr. Big, rough, tough, like construction guy. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him cry since, to be honest. I think that's like wow. the only time I've ever seen it. Uh, and that's when it kind of like sank in that, you know, and they didn't know anything at that point. All they knew was that she was dead. Wow. Okay. Um, now when you say they didn't tell you guys, did that include your dad? Did your dad, your dad didn't know either? Nobody had any idea she'd been missing. Wow. Wow. Like she had, she had lived with us primarily for the longest time. Like she was seven when my parents got married. Um, and so she lived with us. I'm the youngest of five. Um, six now, but that's a whole other story. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I had one of those surprise sisters on ancestry. It was a great time. Oh, um, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but, uh, so she was with us primarily, she did get in some trouble off and on. Um, obviously I was too young for like my family to really talk to me about that, but she did mm-hmm. go away to girl's school, um, which is like juvie, uh, mm-hmm. for a while. And then she turned 18 and got out and she was living with us again. Um, and some stuff happened and ultimately my parents decided, you know, she needed to go stay with her mom for a little bit. Like she, they felt like she was kind of taking advantage of them, like in their kindness and their trust and stuff. And she broke it one too many times. And so they said, you know, you need to go stay with your mom for a bit. Um, and we didn't really get a lot of updates after that. Like, I think she was only living with them for like two months, maybe I think. Wow. I don't really know. Wow. Yeah, that's she, crazy. Turned, she got out when she turned 18 and her birthday is August 10th. So, and she died November. Yeah. So November. Wow. Um, so, so she did, she lived with you. So she was kind of a big part of your life until she moved out. Um, what was your guys's relationship like? Like, I know you were nine and she was 18. Yeah. So that's a big, um, age gap. I was her baby doll. Um, my family likes to tell stories about how, when, um, they first found out that my mom was pregnant with me. Um, and then when she had me, like Manda would like take me and dress me up. And like, I was her little living baby doll. Um, 
I, to be completely honest, I have a lot of repressed trauma, so I don't remember a lot of the time with Amanda. Um, I do remember like we would play a lot. Um, I remember getting, she would like write letters and stuff from when she was in girl school. Um, and she would talk about how, like, whenever she came to visit, like she would play dollhouse with me and she planned to play soccer with Lindsay. Um, and she would like individualize her letter to say like what she was going to do with everybody when she got back. Um, so we, we had a good relationship. It, obviously the big age gap, we weren't like close, close, but like we played like that was our big thing was that she was really playful with me and she was, she was really sweet to me. I didn't see the, the other side. Hmm. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Um, so we're going to kind of get into the, the hard stuff now. Um, I want to ask you what your thoughts are on John and Linda and they're kind I know to be <laughs> you don't have to answer no, if you don't want to okay. I don't mind I've been open and honest about it for years um there's not a doubt in my mind that one of the two of them did it um for the longest time the only thought in my mind was that John did it um and that Linda helped him cover it up um but then a couple years ago I don't remember who it was somebody mentioned um the possibility of it having been Linda um and then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? That wouldn't surprise me either. Like she was, she was something else. She was a piece of work. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Well, because, um, not to, uh, to be frank, I mean, the relationship that, that had, that Amanda had with John, I could see that we yeah. talked about that a little bit. I think yeah. in What's, the episode, what do you like, what were the events that you either remember or what we didn't see in the research so, that Ashley did. Like, how did yeah, this story there were, go? There were some holes. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I have spoken with the police since then. Like my family obviously knew stuff that wasn't released. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Originally, all we knew was that um, when they found her body, it was nude. Um, they knew she'd been strangled. Originally, they thought she'd been knocked unconscious and strangled because she had a really big bruise and knot on her head. Um, but it came out later that that happened post-mortem. Um, so probably just her body got tossed and something bruised, but, um, and that there were two sets of, um, DNA on her body. Uh, one of them, she was engaged. Um, and when they asked about any kind of sexual relationship, he completely admitted it. He said, you know, they did have a sexual relationship. Um, and so they kind of just ignored that one, um, because he wasn't in any way, shape or form a suspect. Um, and then the second one was John. And um, we knew that he had failed a polygraph test about if he knew anything about Amanda's death. Um, And they asked if they had any kind of sexual relationship. And he said no. And then obviously they told him, well, we found this. And then he changed his tune. Um, My parents stand firm on the fact that it wasn't sperm. They were told it was like saliva on her body. But all of the news reports say sperm. So me personally, I don't know which one it is. Um, All they know was it was DNA and he admitted there was a sexual relationship there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my family, like once it took that like sexual turn, like they wouldn't talk about the case in front of me. I remember actually we were at my grandma's house and they had taken the tape to show all of my dad's extended family, you know, because back when VHS tapes were the thing. (laughs) and I, I remember, remember that well. <laughs> yeah. um, there was a laundry shoot in the bathroom right next to the living room. And I remember 
because we all wanted to know. Um, one of my cousins left the laundry chute open. And so we're all in the basement, like trying to listen because we had no idea what was going on. And that was the only way we could get any info. Yeah. Um, and so um, I do remember, you know, parents always tell the kids, you know, my room is off limits. Don't come in. Um, and there was a day my parents weren't home and uh, I went into their room for something. I think I needed a pencil and there was like a tape recorder. I'm like, I thought that was super cool. I'd never seen one of those before. And so I clicked on it and it was a recording of Linda screaming at my dad, telling him that if he, she so much as heard him talking about the case or saw him trying to visit the gravesite or anything, she was going to have him taken out. And I just remember like, I just dropped it and I left and like to this day, I've never admitted it to my parents. Like I had nightmares about that tape for years. Wow. And so she she didn't want your dad like figuring out anything. That's odd, not visiting the her grave site too. I yeah, because that's his that's, child. Yeah. I mean, wow, that speaks volumes. That does. It really does. How is he now? He, um, it fucked him up. Yeah. Um, he was never the same. Uh, that's the part that's hard for me to talk about. I can talk to yeah. him. Oh, yeah, Amanda that's fine. Um, I mean, it's just, it definitely hardened him a bit. Um, he couldn't even talk about her for the longest time. Um, now, like if we're at, you know, family functions and a story with Amanda comes up, we can talk about it and laugh about it and it's okay. Um, we avoid talking about her death. Um we had to talk about it once or twice with my girls because they, you know, had seen pictures of her. They knew about her. So we had a brief talk. Um, but my oldest brother, Jeff, uh, who was also Amanda's brother, um, he actually died. It was before I was pregnant with my oldest. So probably seven, eight years ago. Wow. Um, and so that, that kind of took its toll as well. Now that, you know, the two of them are gone. Um, so he's, He's hanging in there. He just doesn't really talk about it. Yeah, yeah. understandably so. Definitely. Um, so you guys are, you guys have pretty strong opinions, your side of the family about, you know, who did it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, so, so you guys do, your family does talk about it, but it's just not like very often. It's just, if it, you, you guys don't talk about the murder specifically. We just talk about her as the person. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so I guess, so to your knowledge, do you know anything happening as far as investigations or anything today, like right now? So a couple years ago, um, probably two, um, I got a email from like a reporter or something back in Indiana saying that they were wanting to do a series on cold cases um, and they were wanting to get like permission from the family to like do stuff. Um, and I've kind of been the spokesperson for the family for a while. Cause my dad doesn't talk about it. My other brother and sister don't have the same last name. It's easier to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I talked to the reporter about it a bit and, uh, that made me reach out to, um, shoot, if I can't remember his name, he was the detective on the case when it happened. Now he's higher up. Um, And I know at the time that I spoke with him, he said he was hoping to retire in like five years. And it was still a case that he looks into. Um, The only real change in the case that really happened was um, 
I don't remember how long after the fact, but Linda's sister came forward um, and told my dad, as well as my brother, Jeff, um, and my dad never said anything to me, but my brother told me about it. Um, apparently Linda had brought like a package or parcel to her sister's house that was all like bound up and really sealed and told her sister, like, you're not to open this. You're not to mess with this. Like if I find out, like, it's not going to be good for you. Um, and so her sister did what she was told. She hid it. She didn't tell the police about it when they came to talk to her about things. Um, but she and my dad apparently had a good relationship. Um, and so she came forward about it later and said that after, you know, things kind of died down, Linda took it. Um, and I don't know if she said for a fact what it was, or just that she had a feeling she's something about it being Amanda's diary. Um, and, uh, so again, I don't know if hundred percent, she said she knew that's what it was, or if she thought that's what it was. Um, but she was just very adamant about the fact that Linda like didn't want anybody to know what it was, where it was, and that she was really threatening about it. And, you know, Lord knows it's probably long gone by now. Um, but that was the only real change in anything that I had heard of. Wow. Wow. Um, do you have any questions? So that went pretty quick. I have so many questions. Ask some, <laughs> let's ask some questions. We can just chat, you know, and then, and then Jeremy will make it, put it all together for us. Cause he loves us. <laughs> he has to, I'm so bad. He has to edit my stuff so bad. It's really bad. So did, did, um, Amanda ever talk to you guys about John and how he treated her or how Linda treated her or, you know, mention anything know. to your dad. I don't remember anything really about John. I can only even remember meeting him once to be completely honest. He like, she would spend like every other weekend or something like that at her mom's. Um, and they never came inside. Like my mom and my, or her mom and my dad never really spoke. And I remember one time he came to pick her up, but he just sat outside in the car. Um, I know she didn't love going to her mom's. Um, there was something about like her mom said that she stole her car one time and said that she stole jewelry. Like I, I know they clashed. Um, but that's all I really remember. If she talked about it more, I wouldn't really know. Yeah. Is Linda still alive? Yep. Okay. I believe she's still in Boonville actually. I think. Wow. Crazy. Jeremy, do you have any questions? <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some good ones and it's just, uh, it's, it's, I guess I, as a producer and, and I just want to say thank you for, for reaching out and, yeah. and, um, you know, I, as a side note, it's not in the case. How did, how did you find us? Was it like on Spotify or was it, was it something like that? Um, and, so I'm in a new relationship <laughs> um, cool. and uh, the, the dead sister conversation always has to come up at some point. Um, <laughs> and so it's easier for me to like Google it and just find like the most accurate article and share it with somebody versus me trying to talk it out. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I wasn't at that point with him yet, but I was talking about it to a friend um, who is also in like a trauma group for some loss that he's gone through. And uh, we were exchanging stories and I was like, well, here, like, here's the article about my sister. And then I saw it and I was like, that one's new. I don't really know what that is. 
Uh, and so I listened to it and I was like, not too shabby, little bits and pieces, pieces missing, you know, my dad, mm-hmm. but like, other than that, it was pretty, it was pretty spot on. You guys did a good job. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I'm not going to lie. We, I'm, I'm as a producer, very concerned that we don't cover it uh, well or get some facts wrong. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's great to hear that, that we did a good job on this one. Obviously we missed some things I think along the way, which in just research mode and not being actually right there as part of what's going on. We, we, I can see where we can miss stuff, but thank you so much. I appreciate you reaching out and, uh, and listening to the show and, and taking your time to be on here with us. So yeah, no problem. That's great. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on maybe something we did miss? Was there anything else that, uh, we didn't quite get right or. Um, so I know. Let's see. So you guys got about how like her mom said an interview, um, didn't see her that morning. She left. Um, her clothes were all still at the house and her bag, her purse, all the things. Um, they had said based on how her body was, um, you guys mentioned that they said like it had been out of the elements. Um, but added on to that, they had told us that, um, they believed she'd been in a trash can, um, for a couple of days, like based on how her body was bent. Um, and, um, I know that at one point they tried to get satellite footage, um, of the Warner's house. And there's something about like, um, like a trash can in the back of his truck for a while. Um, kind of thing um she part of the theories that go along with that for like us that knew were like amanda was mouthy like she she and i are very similar personalities um you know sweet and funny tooting my own horn but like if you set me off like i'm gonna go off Mm -hmm. um and she was the exact same way she was really sarcastic and smart alecky um and so the the running theory that was going for a while was that either whatever was going on with her and John had been going on for a while. And she had finally said like, she was going to say something about it. And that triggered something. Um, whether it was the first time and same thing, she mouthed off. Um, um, less common theory was that like her mom came in and saw them and that caused something. Cause her mom very much had a temper. Um, but other than that, I think you guys were pretty, you got the good majority of it. Oh, the other one was the, uh, the drug informant thing. We had talked to the police about that as well. And the reason they'd never really touched that, um, was because they said she was very open about the fact that she was an informant. Like, you know, if you're a drug you informant, about you're, that. Yeah. you're not going to say it. No, she bragged about it. She thought it was cool. Um, <laughs> and so they never, right. They never got anything out of her from that. So it wouldn't make sense for it to have been drug related. Right. Um, and the whole like rat's nest and where they found her. Um, it was a very common place for people to go. Um, so it would make sense that whoever left her there wanted her to be found there. Like, oh, just to kind of, of build a narrative yeah. behind it yeah. that maybe doesn't yeah. exist. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask kind of a hard question. Do you think that, or I guess the way you worded that makes me think that you have a little bit of under an understanding of their, of Amanda and John's relationship was that consensual? Do you think? 
Or... So Amanda dated. <laughs> she dated a lot. Um, and she kind of had a type. Um, Sean was not it. So, I mean, it's always possible. Like, I can't speak for the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the fact, like, she was very much engaged. She was very happy with the guy. Um, it just, it wouldn't make sense for that to have been consensual. Um, to each their own, I guess. But I don't know. My family's never been comfortable with that narrative. And I mean, we all know she had her flaws. And so if that was something we thought she would do, like, I would totally own it. But that just, it doesn't. It doesn't fit her character. Yeah. Well, and her being freshly 18, I mean, she's not a baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's not just something that happens overnight. Um, Yikes. Yeah. What (laughs) it's for real, for real. And I just can't imagine like, and her mom just being okay with it. Yes. That's that's the part that always messed me up. Like the, well, it could have happened. Like, I'm sorry if I found out my husband was touching my child, like I'm pretty sure he would be on the street. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially when she's still like in my eyes, a child at 18, she's still a child. It's not like, yeah, you know, it's bad enough when it's an adult that you're fooling around with your stepkid, but cause you know, you hear about that all the time, but when it's a child who has no, really idea of what's going on it's just mind-blowing I I we talked about in in episode 13 about how to me it seemed like he was sexually assaulting her and the mom knew the whole time like I I don't know for sure obviously but that's the way the story comes off to me when she was okay with it like that's you know what I mean like Like it wasn't um, surprising to her yes yeah yeah, and it was odd that she said, because I think we did talk about that in the podcast. That she said, yeah, that there's a possibility that happened or that might have happened. And it was like, it was a fact, mm-hmm. you know? And how you wouldn't immediately, because they are st- they were still married after that. She's still yeah. like, stuck mm-hmm. by him. They, they were still together mar- until he died. Until he oh, died. remember yes. car accident? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. For real. Um, I quite enjoyed. Um, thinking about her whole drug informant situation. Cause we, we laughed about that in the episode and I was like, that's how I would do it too. She, she seemed like just, I don't know, like funny. Yeah. Yeah. She was definitely a weird, a weird one. She was, (laughs) she was a fun soul. Yeah. I I think that's funny though, that she went to juvie and all this other stuff. And then she gets out, she's a drug informant and she's like bragging about it and, you know, giving her friends the heads up, like, Hey, don't get yourself in trouble here. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, I'm supposed to tell. That's such like an 18 year old (laughs) thing too. Like, I know having that authority at Mm -hmm. 18. (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, I do have a, I do have a, do you, do you know anything about the orange sweatshirt? Oh yeah. Um, so she had been in court that week. Um, there was like camera footage. She had to sign in like, and then I'm trying not to be biased here, but then Linda (laughs) magically has this family member who's like, Oh no, I saw her on the day she went missing. No, you didn't. You saw her the day before. Like, stop, stop trying to blur lines here. Like nobody saw Amanda the day she went missing. 
Yeah, that um, was hard to talk about because it, it really didn't make sense. So I wasn't no. sure how to talk about it. Yeah, it was both. Um, she was definitely seen the day before she went missing, but not the day she went missing. Um, and Amanda was, I remember you guys talking like, well, maybe she wore the same thing twice. No, she was very like, we didn't have a lot of money, but she was still fashion forward. Like she liked looking nice and she wouldn't like go out into public two days in the world two days in a row wearing like the same ratty ass sweatshirt. Like mm-hmm. that's not a thing that would happen. Interesting. Wow. Um, is there anything that you just want to like put out there that we haven't talked about? Um, not really that I can think of off the top of my head. You guys, you covered it really well. Um, I know I kind of mentioned the surprise sister thing that happened. (laughs) Um, And that's been, I'll admit, a little bit harder on all of us because she is very much like she's Amanda. Um, They were only like less than a year apart. Uh, My dad and Linda got married twice, mind you. Uh, They were married and divorced and then got married and divorced again. Um, And it was after the first divorce, he... Um, went to visit some of my family or like family in Texas. Um, there was this cute girl down the street uh, who was very much married um, oh, and gosh. had some kids. They had a, a one-time thingy that turned into Michelle, but then he went back home. Like he didn't know that the girl was pregnant. He went back home. He and Linda reconciled. She immediately got pregnant. Um, but that's, that's been a little weird because they're like, they're the same person and it fucks with me. They look alike. They talk alike. They act alike. Like they would have been like Irish twins if Amanda and her would have known each other. Um, and so that's been kind of weird for the healing process for the family. Cause it's like, we got so used to her being gone. And then now we've got this addition to the family. Um, but it's just bizarre to be honest but it's also refreshing at the same time. So she didn't contact your father. So your father didn't find out until the 23 and me situation as well. Oh yeah. That's a, it went viral on TikTok. That was pretty uh, fun for me. Not really. I thought it was going to be like, my mom had a baby and like put it up for adoption or something when she was a teenager, like that fit my narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause that sounded like something that would happen. Uh, (laughs) But then you know, jokingly, I went to go see my parents because I happened to be in their town visiting my sister at the time. And we went to their house and I was like, just looked at my dad. I'm like, where were you in 1980? And he was like, <laughs> Texas, why? And we were like, <gasps> my sister's like, where were you in Texas? And he said the exact city that she was from. And we were like, oh my Lord. <laughs> and I awkward laugh, like I can't help it. So I just start busting out laughing. And my parents are both like, what is this about? And so then I explained and my dad's like, there's no way. Well, I mean, there's kind of a way. And I'm like, surprise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it ended with me being like, it's a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's all good. She she came up for Christmas. I went to Texas for her birthday. Like, we're all good. Like, my dad and her mom are chill about the whole thing. Like, that's awesome. That is. That is awesome. The same thing happened to Ashley. Yeah. It's actually cool that her name is Michelle because. I found, we found an aunt, my, I had a random, my grandpa was a sperm donor um, in the seventies and I'm really close with my family. My aunts, um, they're like all my moms, you know? So it was really surprising when we all got on 23andMe and found out that they had another sister. 
um, in Washington. So yeah, we went on like a family vacation with her and her name's Michelle as well. So that's crazy. So weird. Maybe it's a Michelle thing. Yeah, it must be. But yeah, she looks exactly like my mom. And yeah, she fit in really well with the family. Uh, So so bizarre. It was funny hearing her grandpa talk about it because like her grandma and her grandpa were like madly in love and Mm -hmm. they hit like a really rough patch and he needed some money to like, it was in the seventies. So he went and donated sperm for money and surprise. (laughs) So often that this happens and you hear about these stories of people finding out about long lost. Right. Did you, did you hear about that? Dr. Donald Klein in Indiana, that documentary. I love that stuff. Uh, I watched that whole documentary. It was super interesting. And I mean, again, I'm from Indiana originally as well. So like, it was very unsettling for me. I was yeah. like, that's mm-hmm. like, what if they went to school together? What if they dated each other? Oh, yeah. I don't right, like right. Yeah. That was a crazy, crazy situation. Wild story. Oh, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. <laughs> um. Anything else we want to chat about? I don't know. We're not really looking for length. We don't want to just create, you know, content just to create it. So, but if there's anything else anybody wants to talk about. I don't have anything. No. It's nice getting some like personal communication about the situation and yeah, what had happened. And because there were definitely some gaps that were filled in. Yeah. So definitely, I think it's interesting knowing more about Linda, about who she was, is as a person. And yeah, that adds a lot because you don't get that from any news articles or the police or anything. That's that's just strictly, you know, someone who's been around. That wasn't the first time like that she had threatened my dad, like the when my dad and my mom were first dating, um, like my sister was like a baby at the time. And my brother was only like two or three, I think. Um, and so my dad had her over at his apartment, like just visiting and, uh, he heard stuff at the door and he gets there and Linda had hired a guy to attack him. And like, yeah, like police report, like all the things, this is again, fresh. Like, so Amanda would have been seven or six at the time. Cause it was my parents first started dating. Um, like that girl was nuts. And my older brother, Jeff, he was Linda's and somebody else's, but my dad adopted him as a baby. So like, he wasn't technically my dad's, um, but he, you know, was adopted. So he was a Van Sock as well. Um, and even her and Jeff had a very estranged relationship. Um, the Amanda thing really fucked him up. It fucked up he and I's relationship as well. Um, because he like saw me as a little Amanda. And so he was always very distant with me. He didn't want to talk to me. He didn't want to be around me. Um, and so just the, oh, what was me mother persona, like never sat well with me. And of course wow. I didn't really see it much until I was older, but I mean, I work with criminals for a living. Yeah. Like it's not, no. Wow. Yeah. You do look a lot like Amanda. There's definitely yeah. your guys's eyes are very similar. You should and... see Michelle. <laughs> Michelle yeah, looks right. than I do. <laughs> wow. That's so crazy. Oh. Uh. Well, you're a breath of fresh air, honestly. Yeah, this is a lovely person. (laughs) Yeah, this is our first like interview with somebody. We've had a couple other um, family members that have reached out to us and and just kind of say, you know, what was the last one we got like two weeks ago? 
I can't remember. It was about a case I covered, but they were what? Um, I know you're talking about, <laughs> but I'm not. I don't I know. I can't remember the case. I'm having a brain fart. But she, but the family was like, you know, there was some stuff that wasn't released to the news or whatever else that was kind of crucial to the case. And now it's been, you know, 40 years. We want to talk about it or, but I haven't heard anything back. There was another, we'd get Instagram messages. So mm-hmm. it's wonderful to have somebody that is willing to come on the podcast and the people that, cause we've got what, 900 views on that episode so far. Um, I'm not sure I'd have to check. There's eight or 900 views on that episode on Amanda's episode. So it would be nice to give like a follow-up of, you yeah. know, this is, this is the real story. This is mm-hmm. the information. So awesome. Love it. Yeah. It's always a little, um, there's always a little anxiety when we start interacting with family members because it can go one of two ways, you know, can either be, you know, appreciative and, and try to help out, or sometimes it goes the other direction where, you know, and, and I totally get it because there's a lot of emotion behind all the stories mm-hmm. on the family side. Um, but yeah, a lot of, t- sometimes it can be, um, one time, one time it didn't go well. We had to pull the episode. <laughs> yeah. Cause the lady was real upset with us. Yeah. Because, which is fine. And we pulled it and yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah, it's always a little nerve wracking. It's like, okay, you know, this is really important to this person and, and their family. And I really just hope that it's, we didn't, you know, do anything to disrespect them or, yeah. you know. Anything we like gave that, so. we gave Amanda justice in sharing her story. So yeah, yeah a lot that, of, that's the goal. A lot of the times when we theorize, that's when I that's when I worry the most about that. Yeah, yeah and that's kind of too why we don't just do Indiana anymore because yeah. we're it's just so close, and you know you can just upset people, and that's not what we want to do. Small town mentality. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I mean, and if you know something happened to someone in my family, and I heard two strangers that live fifty miles away you know, just throwing around these theories that maybe offended me, you know, I would be upset about it too. And I would let them know. So I wouldn't have been able to talk about it way back in the day. Um, But obviously enough time has passed now that it's, it's a bit more comfortable. It's easier. It's not something I hear about all the time anymore. Whereas when I still lived back in Indiana, it's like everybody knew. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that made it harder. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have the, uh, the tip lines. I wrote those down so we can share those. Yeah. So if anybody listening has any tips that can help to solving Amanda's murder, the tip lines are 1-800, or excuse me, Mm -hmm. 1-812-867-2079 or 1-800-852-3970. And I think it's important to keep those, you know, Keep those numbers out there because you never know when somebody's ready to give the information that's needed to solve the case. Right, right. Someone, I mean, people know stuff. Yep, somebody knows something. Somebody knows something. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll close out. I don't want to make you listen to all of our show notes and all that fun stuff. So, okay. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, don't hesitate to reach out uh, for any reason. I think uh, we would get along very well. So yeah, I would not mind staying in touch at all. All right. Well, I'll be here. I'll look you guys up on TikTok and you guys can always watch the video and see how the Michelle thing yes, went down. Yes, it's a good time. yes. You should send me the link. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You guys okay. have a great rest of your night. You, you as well. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much, Audrey. All right. Bye-bye.
Bye. Bye. All right. Oh, that was so nice. It was awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Audrey for being Shout out wonderful. to Audrey. She, wow. I was wow. a little nervous. I've I never done an interview before too. for Murder Nerds. That, so. that went really well. It did. Thank you. Okay. So, oh, crap. Hold on. I got to find an episode. Oh, here's show notes. Perfect. Um, we'll, let's shout out our other um, podcasts in the Golden Mojo Network of Podcasts. We've got Golden Image Podcasts. We've got The Call Guys. United States of Paranormal and our newest edition, Indiana Chiefs fans. Oh. <laughs> Is that like their like battle song? Yeah, that's the tomahawk chop right there. Oh, the tomahawk chop. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Jared, do you want to talk about your podcast? Um, you know, in uh, Indiana Chiefs fans is our newest and uh you know, near dearest to my heart, you know, because I'm a giant Chiefs fan. So it's just me, uh, the Chief and Chico Noise, just talking about our love with the Chiefs. And of course, yeah, Golden Image podcast, uh, me, the Skywalker and Chico Noise. We go out, we do things and it's just fun. So you'll want to. That's right. Okay. <laughs> we want to do stuff so that we can tell you what, what it's like. Yeah. So you'll want to go do it, too. So. Great, great, great. Tusop. The United States of Paranormal. The United States of Paranormal. That's mine and Jeremy's other podcast. And Logan, Matt, Matt and Bose. Matt, 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 and Bose. And we cover the creepy, the weird, the spoopy, the paranormal. Spoopy. What the hell is spoopy? Spoopy? You've never heard that word? No. Is that a real word? I heard it's that for the first time on um, Morbid. The first time I ever heard it. Spoopy. And I, it's the best word. It's spoopy. Right. So right. we cover cases of all, they're not even cases. Why do I, we always say cases. We do say stories. Cases. We yep. cover stories about the spooky paranormal stuff. You like that? You like to be scared a little bit? We got you. I don't. One week it's Texas. Team Teos. Next week, it's Team Boozers. Team Boozers are the best. Team Indiana. <laughs> we like the scary stuff. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll tell you what. There's, yeah, there's some scary shit out there. Like, like you know, the other day when we saw the cryptid in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that weird cryptid that was in your yard. That... <laughs> um, And then, let's see. We got the uh, call, guys. We so got the... We get the um okay. Uh the call guys, they cover like um pop culture again, stuff. yeah, whatever movies. they want, whatever they want to talk about. Oh. Pop culture, movies, um, TV show, you just said literally all of that. Um, so yeah, go check them out. The call guys had a blast crossing over with them. Yeah, that was such a good episode. I've listened so to that episode fun. twice, I think. Nice. Yeah, I like that episode a lot. Um, so do you have anything you want to tell us or a case that you think that we should cover or uh, just want to let us know how much you love us? Um, you can contact us via email at murdernerds at gmail.com or you can search murdernerds on all popular social media and go to our page right on our wall. Is it still called a wall? Quit making know. that face. <laughs> You don't know. I don't know. Just, I don't know uh, just, just do the post. I think it, that's what it's called. Visitor post. post. 
That's right. Was it a wall when it was MySpace or no wall was Facebook? We had this conversation. It was a wall when it was Facebook, your Facebook wall. And like the very beginning, it was a MySpace bulletin. A bulletin. Yeah. I forget that conversation. Um, If you'd rather be anonymous with your opinions um, located in our bios on all social media platforms is a Linktree account. You can click on that and find at the top a link to our survey page. It's completely anonymous. While you're on our social media pages, you can also find photos, um, a map, and some information on the cases that we cover. Uh, don't forget to... to the, the, blah, blah, blah. Didn't I mess up on this last week? <laughs> uh, don't forget to subscribe to us anywhere you enjoy listening to your podcasts. Um, if you are an Apple podcast or a Spotify listener, please, please, please go on and rate and review us please. in the app. Um, it's super easy. It's super free and it is insanely helpful, helpful to us. Um, it helps us move up in the charts and it gets us noticed by sponsors for ads. Um, yeah. So go do that, please. Um, if you would like to support the podcast monetarily, are you a tree? <laughs> if you'd like to support the podcast monetarily, you can pledge a monthly donation of 99 cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. Uh, this helps us with equipment, merchandise, licensing, or anything else that we might need to make murders possible. Um, everything that we do comes out of pocket. Anything we make off or the little that we've made off of any ad revenue um, goes straight back into the podcast. So, um, yeah, you can if you can show your support by pledging a donation donation each month. Are you mocking me? <laughs> I saw your mouth moving. Um, or you can go visit our Murd Merch store. Um, Which we're redoing. We're revamping we it. We're revamping it. We heard that. you. We saw you weren't purchasing. <laughs> so we're. <laughs> we heard you without the words. Um, no, I I don't. I don't care for the leggings they send out. I think they're weird. Their leggings are weird. They're a little weird. They're real. So we are, um, we're going to be hanging out uh, with our vendor right now, uh, but it is in the works. We are going to be switching over to a different vendor. So our merch is going to be changing um, here soon. Um, And I think that is it. Does that mean that everything is on there now is going to be poof gone? But we'll have new new uh merch as far as like i think we drawing some and... of the old designs still you still want to do the death moth i think right yeah, probably just that one because nobody else seems to like the other one <laughs> maybe just drop one or two shirts of the other ones or just put the other ones t-shirts and see if anybody bites because the t-shirt's going to be like ten dollars cheaper i like that so, yeah yeah but yeah i'm glad I... that you found the other the other site yeah i think uh i think some new designs would be a nice new uh touch to the new merch people i just had such a good (laughs) idea but i can't say it on air oh right on um no not on air on right on air. not right on air right now okay (laughs) pizza yeah it's probably here Mm. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>